Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 174 of Bass Lips and Maple Dips. There's a lot to talk about today. Uh, I'm really excited. Tim Mesa has reported to camp <laughs> right news. off the bat. Huge news to talk about. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, and we signed you, Tiki Kikuchi. Yeah. I'll brag about that one later, but first, it's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He is Justin, the Professor Anderson in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, how are you? It's only been like three days, but how you doing? Yeah, it's been, I guess, less than three days since we last talked, technically. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm doing great. Uh, everyone's reporting to camp. It's, there's been actually cool things happening on Twitter versus just the MLBPA has rejected Major League Baseball's latest offer. Um, that was getting depressing. But now we're, uh, we've, we're baseball's back. We've got games starting on the 18th for spring training. So we're like five days away from that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come fast. I'm pumped. You know that the boys are back when the Keegan tweets start rolling in. Yeah. At Keegan Matheson. <laughs> just they yeah, start show, rolling show. in. Like... 10 20 an hour and it's just it's all it's all stuff we've been dying to read about like what are the walk-up songs they're using yeah is hazel there yeah hazel may's there it's just it's just yeah god i love baseball ben wagner's down there again he's been showing lots of good video again too shout out to ben yep wags is there everybody's there tim mays is there it's just i'm so I'm so excited, dude. I just want to talk about baseball, so we're not even going to do... We're not even going to talk about anything that's not baseball today. I just yeah. don't care about the rest of the planet. <laughs> uh, no, I shouldn't say that. There's Obviously, there's stuff going on that I do care about, but we're, we're a baseball podcast. We're not going to talk politics. We're not yep. going to talk about other, other bullshit. That's Where can happening. the people find us, Patrick? Uh, at BFMD Podcast on the Twitter machine. We're there. Um... Yeah, follow us. We're funny. We like to retweet a lot of stuff that's relevant to your interests if you like Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I'm blanking. Oh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Anchor. Uh, holy shit, I feel like there's more, but I can't remember them. This is the worst intro I think I've ever done in <laughs> three years. You're so but excited to talk about baseball. I know. It's all I can think about right now is how I fucking nailed the Yusei Kikuchi. I don't care what any other Blue Jays podcast says. I was talking about this guy getting signed by Toronto back at like the end of the season, like the immediate end of the season. Yep. Nobody else was. So I get to rub that shit in today. Obviously, we stole the website, bfmdpodcast.com. You know, guys... Thanks for listening. It really means a lot. The more that we see you guys listening to these shows, the more it, it just, I don't know, it makes my, my heart grow three sizes. It keeps us going. It does. It sustains me as a human being. I judge <laughs> my existence exclusively on how many listens our podcast gets. Wow. So keep listening. That's <clears throat> Excuse me. Keep listening uh, to sustain my pathetic existence. Um. <laughs> Let's get into the big news. There's obviously yeah. the big news uh, this week is that Tim Mesa has reported to camp. He's already tossing uh, at Keegan Matheson, already throw, uh, showing a video of Tim Mesa throwing. Tim Mesa, obviously, uh, an elite reliever. Uh, let's just get right into the stats. We could talk about this for about six hours. Yeah. He had a great 2021, great comeback year for Tim. 
Uh, obviously, I'm joking. The big news <laughs> is the signing. Justin, uh, take us into it. But before you do, do you want to comment on Tim Meza? No, but for those of you keeping score at home, I think it was nine or ten times that Patrick has said Tim Meza in the first four minutes of this episode. So if you're taking a drink every time Tim Meza gets said, go get another you, one. Yeah, um, you have, you're either already dead or... You're drinking water. It's one of the two. Yeah, one of the two. Um, Exclusive. Yeah, obviously the big news for the Blue Jays so far in camp is not only that camp is happening, but they've added a new player. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi has signed as a free agent. Uh, John Heyman reported that Kikuchi signed a three-year deal worth a total of $36 million. The deal is front-loaded, so we'll be paying Kikuchi $16 million in the first season and then 10 in each of the next two. So front-loading that a little bit as they have some extra payroll flexibility this season. Um, Kikuchi is coming off of a season in Seattle where his overall numbers are kind of mixed. Um, it's kind of a tale of two halves of a season for Kikuchi. He was very good before the All-Star break and very not good after the All-Star break. Um, his ERA in the first half was 358 or 348, and it was just about six after the All-Star break. So yep. it was very similar to how Hunjin Ryu actually performed last season, Patrick, where he was good for the first four months and then not so good for the last three. Um, the home runs are a concern for Kikuchi. He gave, gave up a total of 27 home runs last year. He still doesn't, he doesn't walk a ton, uh, but he doesn't strike out a ton of guys either. Uh, comparatively, I mean, he strikes out about a batter per nine. That dropped in the second half last year. He was striking out about 11 before. The first, the first half. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's a guy though who typically has the other ground ball percentage around fifty, so he fits in well at Rogers Center where you want to keep the ball down. His issue has just been giving up the hard contact, which when it is hard and in the air, it's probably going to go out. Um, but definitely a guy who is is thirty years old. He'll, his birthday's in June. He'll be thirty one then. And he's yeah. a guy that the Jays tried to get, but when he came over from Japan originally, Patrick. So similar to how they got Kevin Gosman in this offseason after trying to get him a couple of years ago, uh, they went and got Kikuchi now. So the Jays, Russ Atkins always gets his man, so to speak. He's like a yep. old school police officer. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's a good a good deal personally. Um, yep. And yeah, now were you were you happy with the term? Do you think three years is is good? Yeah, I'm okay with the term. Uh, even the money is fine. It's whatever. I mean, obviously, Rogers is going all in now before they mm-hmm. have to uh, spend a lot of money on locking up Bobichet and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. long term. Yep. I already bragged about it, but I will say it again. I have been wanting him <laughs> as a J probably since the All Star break last year. I thought if Mariners uh, started tanking, because uh, they weren't expected to be as good as they were. Their second half of their season wasn't terrific. Yeah, but they ended up making... They, they finished make, one game behind yeah. us, Patrick. So. Yeah, I know, but they did. Like They, they ex- were really in a 12, good. In a 12-team postseason, they would have uh, made the playoffs as well as, well as the Jays. Yep. So. Uh, and then they would have got stomped by... Uh, Somebody. Tampa or Chicago. One or the other. But anyway, I digress. Kikuchi, the thing that I love about him is, number one, left. Um, yep, yep, that's big. 
Number two, pitch repertoire. Just just ignore the advanced statistics on his cutter. You all know how I feel about the cut fastball. I think it's one of the most overrated, overused pitches in baseball. And Kikuchi's cutter is not ideal. Don't look at the stats for his cutter because you'll be disappointed. <laughs> you um, so while Justin looks that up and realizes... How yeah, I've already is, seen it. I've been on yeah, a savant it's not, page it's, all day. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. Um, I Still, I feel like his pitch repertoire is a good mix-up mm-hmm. uh, for us, and it means that we return to a balance of uh, two lefties instead of one yep. in the rotation. Yep. So we can go left-right, left-right, right, or right-left, right-left, right, whatever. Whatever you – whatever order, it doesn't matter what the rotation order is because no matter who it is you have to face at this point this on paper this does look like the best rotation i can't think of another team that has three aces yeah and i'm being very lofty by designating alec manoa as an ace (laughs) at this point in his career but he was so utterly dominant i i don't know what else to say i just think this is a great rotation massive upgrade i feel I do feel for Nate Pearson, who, again, is probably going to be on the back burner. But he might be just a long-term project. That's okay. Some pitchers don't get going until they're a little bit older. Yep. Uh, You'll remember Randy Johnson was very dominant, well Mm -hmm. into his 30s Mm -hmm. and 40s. And it took a minute for him to get, you know, into a good spot. And Nate is also a tall guy. So it could be the same, right? Could be, it could be. Uh, but I also feel bad for Strips too because I think he, you know, I thought he had earned some starts and he probably will. Justin, tell me about the scenarios where you see Ross Stripling still getting starts. Yeah, so because the schedule isn't getting condensed, I'm like they're still going to play 162. That means there's going to be a lot more double headers this season and a little bit less off days. And we saw last year, the last couple seasons, where they've liked to give Ryu an extra day every now and then. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll probably do it with all the guys, at least to start the season. Um, especially if, I mean, spring training short depends how much they've been working out to begin the, to begin their springs, right? Like these, some of these guys have maybe haven't pitched a lot yet. Hard to say. I'm hoping they have been, but they only have a couple of weeks to ramp up versus the usual month and a half at camp. So it could yep. be a scenario where we see strips get. Maybe there's a six-man rotation in April. You never know. And obviously on those doubleheader days, with if you don't have an off day af- after the doubleheader or before, you're going to have to put a sixth person in the rotation, and Stripling is that candidate for sure. So the Jays are going to need probably seven or eight starters this year Yeah. Uh, at some point. Somebody's going to go on the IL for 15 days at some point. It's just pretty much an inevitability. You just hope it's not a long-term injury with any of them, right? Um but you're going to need Nate Pearson as well, too, I think. Yeah, I don't know if he starts, though. But let's just circle back for a second. I think we have to, well, maybe we don't have to agree on this, but I would think they're going to want to run Barrios, Gossman, and Manoa every five days, no matter what. Or five games, whatever it is. Like, they won't, they will not get extra rest time because they don't need it because they're supposed, like, we're paying them the money. Yeah. It'll be... Uh, and I, this is weird, but Kikuchi might actually be fourth. 
and then Ryu fifth. Or maybe they just say fuck it and then put Manoa fourth and then it'll be yeah, Ryu third. It'll be interesting to see how they how they use the rotation. Uh we'll see kind of at the start of the season how they set it up, right? Just so we we'll see who's lined up for the initial couple of weeks and that'll give us a good idea yep. on how they intend <clears> to use them. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a stripling start or two even in April. Uh, just to help the guys get built up, you know? I think so. Who's our opening day starter? Barrios. Yep, I agree. If it was anybody about Barrios. It could be Gosman. I mean, either one of those two guys I'm not going to bat an eye at. (laughs) I'm not going to care who it is. But I think it'll be Barrios. Um, Yeah, it'll be Barrios. He was here last year and just got extended for long term, even longer than Gosman's contract. So um, He fell in love with his team so quickly. Yeah, like, and I think yep, the fan base fell in love with him up. too. So um, yeah, exactly. It was like instantaneous, instant love. Yeah, no, I, 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 I would like it to be Brios personally, but I, again, if it's Gosman, I'm not gonna question it because they're both elite. Do you remember how jacked I was last year to get Brios? I was like, I want Brios, I want Brios. We get Brios, and he was so fucking good. He so had a couple good. wobbly starts, and then he was just so. Fucking good down the stretch. Him yep. and Robbie Ray were just destroying everyone. And Manoa, really, too. We, we just have such a deadly rotation right now that I don't think it even matters what order you do it in. Although Kikuchi probably is five. And I think you have to mix the lefty and righties. So Ryu probably is, unless Ryu is five and Kikuchi is third and Manoa is four. Yeah. But... I'm probably going like eight dimensional chess at this point with it. They're probably like, are these guys ready to throw baseball 100 <laughs> times every five days? That's probably their top priority for the coaching staff, which I'm glad I brought it up because there was a change in the coaching staff. There sure was. So yeah, there was some changes in the coaching staff this this season. Um, you, everyone who listens to the show knows how big of a fan that, uh, Patrick and I are of John Schneider, (laughs) um, and John Schneider, after being the major league coach for the last couple of years now is now the bench coach, which is kind of a role that shy Davidi says he grew into last season. Obviously there was a couple when Charlie Montoya had to serve the suspension for Alec Manoa getting suspended, uh, for throwing at a batter. Um, Schneider was the ma- acting manager for that suspension. So interesting to see that Dave Hudgens has moved from bench coach down to major league hitting strategist. So he's still with the team. Um, Gil Kim is the field coordinator now. Hunter Mentz is the assistant hitting coach and minor league hitting coach. Luis Hurtado, who was the Dunedin Blue Jays manager, that low A team is now the Major League bullpen catcher. So he's moving into the big league staff. Uh, Adam Udelman is now a Major League coach, replacing Schneider there. And then David Howell is the Major League pitching strategist. Everyone else remains the same. So Pete Walker is still the, still the pitching coach. Uh, Guillermo Martinez is still the hitting, a hitting coach. So um, total staff is now 13 people instead of nine. So there's a pretty big staff. A lot of people are saying that the Jays are doing this to kind of mirror what the Giants did last year. The Giants expanded their coaching staff and really focused a lot on analytics with some additional guys. So I think that's probably what the Jays are following is that model there. Can we discuss the notable absence on the uh, coaching yeah. roster? No Dante Bichette. No Dante Bichette. Yet, anyway. 
that we know of yet. Obviously, he what he resigned. His he business. stepped down because, um, obviously, being Bo's with dad, he wasn't yeah. allowed to work with Bo because he was an employee of a major league team. So he basically resigned his post just so he could help Bo in the off season. So what and a dad! He what a dad he probably helped more than Bo because he wouldn't have been a staff member, so he could have helped anybody, right? Yeah, that's just a super dad move, though. Just quitting it your is. job so you can work with your kid. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if, if uh, Dante was back. Maybe yeah. it maybe as like a special instructor or something like that. Yeah. It's weird. I don't. I'm not sure. I understand why he's not. He, well, he did have an official role with the team, and now he doesn't. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he's decided he doesn't want to do it. Who knows? Yeah, there it could be any number of reasons, but obviously... I'm sure he'll still be around. All the way up to the point where he resigned his position, we know for sure that there were friendly terms between him. Oh, yeah. And and there probably still are. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing I mean, to speculate, but... No, uh, we, we have got no information to go off that says otherwise. But it is it is cool that that he has invested so much time and effort, not just in helping Bo, who is, by all accounts, a 300 hitter, mm -hmm. um, also helping the other guys. It's made yep. a big difference. Obviously, the main reason for the success is Guillermo Martinez, but it's yeah. good that he's got other folks, like the ones you just mentioned, <clears throat> and then Dante, uh, when he's available or when he's around, uh, to do the thing. So, yeah, it's cool. Should we talk free agents? Uh, yeah, no. let's talk free agents. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about Andrew okay. Vasquez quickly first, though. Yes. So, Yusei Kikuchi <clears throat> wasn't the only lefty that the Blue Jays signed. They also signed twenty-eight-year-old uh, Andrew Vasquez, who most recently pitched with the Dodgers last year. Um, yeah. Vasquez is twenty-eight. He's six foot six and two hundred and twenty-eight pounds, so he's a big, big lefty. Um, he's got a very similar delivery and arm action to Chris Sale, so a gangly lefty. He's probably like fifty pounds heavier than Chris Sale, though. That guy's a twig. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that comes from me. I, I, I'm six five, two fifteen, so I'm not much smaller than Andrew Vasquez, and I'm like very skinny too. But, <laughs> um, yeah, Chris Small Sale man. is otherworldly But uh, in terms of skinniness. But, yeah, I mean, Vasquez doesn't have a ton of MLB service time, Patrick. He's only got six innings in his career good minor as a 28-year-old. But, yes, very good minor league stats. Strikes out a lot of batters. Walks have been an issue in some places. Home runs have never been an issue, though. He does nope. not allow home runs basically ever. Um, the ground ball rate is always around 50 or higher. Um, and his ERA as a reliever in the low minors was always like between one and two. He's kind of pitched sporadically the last couple of years. Like he was with the, the Twins organization at the beginning of 2021. And his AAA numbers there was a 361 ERA, struck out almost uh, 14 and a half people per nine innings, but his walks were high there. Um, can, can I ask you issue. what his ERA was in 2019 with the Twins? Uh, he pitched in one game. It looks like he threw to like one batter. Uh, I'm just looking to see total batters faced here before I give you a firm answer. He pitched three, oh, three batters and gave up two walks and a hit by pitch, and his ERA was 27 because he didn't get it out. So, 
Um, Bref lists his ERA as infinity. Yeah, it was twenty. He didn't record an out, so that would be why. But technically, it would be twenty-seven because he had yeah, three it would be twenty-seven. Minutes. It's not infinity because infinity is impossible. I just thought it's funny. That's one of the yeah. things I don't like about baseball references. You can't have an infinity ERA because you're not always. <laughs> eventually, you would have recorded it out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is dorky. But whatever. I digress. Great minor league stats. He's obviously going to fit in uh, quite well uh, into the minor league system. May have a shot, an outside shot maybe, at popping into the lineup. Uh, good old boy from Rancho Cucamonga. It's a great name, California. Yeah, Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, the scene, that's the town that uh, Workaholics is set in. If you've ever watched Workaholics, it's a great show. <laughs> Welcome to the team, Andrew Vasquez. You yeah. are a big boy, uh, and we like the big boys, the juicy boys on the mound. So yeah, it's cool. a, it was a big league deal. So. Um, oh, really? It's not minor league? No, okay. it's, a, it's a big league deal, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm not sure on the particulars of it, though. Shai Davidi hasn't, we, have, we don't know for sure yet. Shai he says that it was an in- industry source. And that's the last I've actually yeah. seen a tweet about it. Um, and his article hasn't been updated to reflect any values yet, but we'll see. I mean, it gives the Jays another lefty option with Tim Meza and potentially the sauce man, but, um, and Kirby Snead as well. But yeah, there's a few lefties that the Jays have and that can play, but we'll see what the deal with Vasquez is. It can't be more than a million or maybe even maybe a league minimum deal. Who knows? But we'll find Which out. Which is now 780000 Yeah, big raise. U.S. dollars, right? Uh, no, I think it's 700 this season. It'll go up to 780 at the end of the oh, CBA okay. over five years. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yep. That's but, cool. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good it's a pretty good signing. Um, Kikuchi, Vasquez. Let's talk some rumors now, hey? Oh, God. There's so, the stove is on fire. The stove has there's been so many rumors. at a light boil uh, since the CBA. The stove, the stove went from being yeah. ice fucking cold, like the like the heat death of the universe cold. Yeah, to... we keep having to add more uh, water to the pot because it's just evaporating as it boils. Oh, yeah, it was just it was the stove was so fucking cold, and now out of nowhere. Yeah. So uh, rumors everywhere, and the Jays are attached to everyone, and it's not just because Toronto sports media shuts fuck up. It's not a thing. Um. Um, just quickly too, before we go right into rumors, just one I want to just read out kind of the bullpen. So there's going to be eight pitchers in the bullpen, and here are the people that are vying for that. The pretty much guaranteed people are going to be Romano, Meza, Simber, Garcia, Richards, and Stripling. That's six. The guys fighting for a spot are going to be Holy David shit. David Phelps, who is on a minor league deal. Yep. Nate Pearson, Andrew Vasquez. Ryan Barucki and Julian Merriweather. Trent Thornton is also going to be vying he's, for that spot. Yeah, he's not going to be in the bullpen. There's no chance. Uh, doesn't matter. Not, doesn't he's matter. Not. He's on the list. Yeah, he's not on my list. He's on any logical list. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but I mean, if the Jays are going to add anything else, it needs to be like an elite relief pitcher, like a like say a Kenley Jansen level kind of relief pitcher. You're not going to add any more like guys to compete. You're going to add another. You're going to try and add another lock. 
But your top five options are great with Romano, Meza, Simber, Garcia, and Richards. Then you throw Adam in Strips Simber. as the long man. My, oh my. Strips as the long man, I think... I understand, like I, I already said I was disappointed for him because I wanted to see him start more. And he is going to get starts. Yep. But, man, you look at this list and it's just... It's a good so list. Good. Adam Simber does not give up home runs. That's no. just... He just he just doesn't, uh, which is a good thing if you're a reliever. I was really impressed with him last year uh, in his 39 appearances with Toronto. Uh, even his time in Miami, which was 33 uh, appearances, uh, his ERA was still 2.88, and he was still not – he didn't give up a home run. Uh, I think he gave up two home runs or something – stupid like that yeah. uh, when he was with the Jays, and they were probably just solo blasts. Because his ERA was still 1.69. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give up a lot of hits. He doesn't give up a lot of walks. He just doesn't... He's just very effective. <laughs> There's really no other way to say it. There's no weak spot in his game that I can locate. Yep. Um, he'll be extremely relied upon uh, you know... Yeah, for probably sure. Probably in the probably in the role that we we saw Merriweather occupy before he became the closer, and then he immediately got injured and lost an entire season. Yeah, he'll have to. He's basically starting from square run, or square one. Really frustrating for Merriweather, but now he has to compete for two spots, and they could still go up and sign somebody else. Somebody else, and then everybody gets bumped down even further. So you're likely to see a triple-A rotation that does include Trent Thornton and Nate Pearson. Yeah, which is uh, not then, a bad thing at the start of the year to get them straight, uh, get them uh, lengthened. Yeah, and uh, Logue will be there in triple-A, and then there's a bunch of others. We'll talk about minor mm-hmm. leagues some other time, though. There's we will. Way too, many, um, way too many rumors. Yeah, uh, one, of the, one of the bigger signings so far, too, uh, reported by Jeff Passan, the GOAT, um, NFT Jeff. Uh, he reported that left-handed starter Carlos Rodon and the San Francisco Giants agreed to a two-year deal worth $44 million. It does include an opt-out after the first year as well, too. So if Rodon does have a good year, he could leverage that into a longer deal somewhere else or with the Giants, too, if he does opt-out. Rodon pitched uh, in 24 starts for the White Sox last year. His Ks per nine, Patrick, in 132 innings, 12 and a half. Under two and a half walks, under one home run, and his BABIP allowed was only 267. So there's likely some regression there, but his XFIP was 317. His ERA was 237. 4.9 F war last year. So a great year for O'Don and good for him to cash in on 44 million over two years. Patrick's phone is ringing. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> normally I have this. How embarrassing. Phone. I don't know what. The for shame, Patrick. For shame. I'm so upset. All right. It's all right. It's all good. Um, all right. But yeah, Rodon, 44, $44 million over two years. That's uh, that's a it's a good deal for him, and if the, if he gives the Giants what they're hoping, it's a good deal for both teams. Didn't want him anyway. No, that's not true. Uh, he obviously had a great year last year. Uh, I'm a little suspicious when uh, a guy has like a couple of bad years in a row and then has one extremely good year and then we take a ch- like we've already done that a bunch yeah. of times and like 
eventually it's not going to work for somebody. A lot of times teams uh, pay for like, it's the, what have you done for me lately thing? Right. And it's, you look more, yeah, it's, you get the recency bias more so than anything. And I mean, to well, be fair, to, Robbie Ray, he got paid big time. To be fair to Rodon, yeah. he did get hurt in 2020. So even in the shortened season, he only threw seven and two thirds. Yeah. Um. So he he obviously bounced back with 132 innings last year. He did miss a little bit of time last year, but in the 132 innings that he did pitch, he was very good. So yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm probably just maybe projecting some of my own insecurity. I don't know, but um. Good deal for San Francisco. I'm yeah. glad I'm not in the NL West because holy shit. Uh, yeah, there's some good teams out there. You know what team isn't good? Uh, San Diego. Boy, they imploded last year. I don't really have a lot of faith in them anymore to compete. I just think it's back to the old LA versus San Francisco. Yeah, they're like San Diego's starting pitching was supposed to be a strength, and it turned out to be a big weakness for them last year. So. Yeah. Tatis can't. He can't pitch. Way out of He's not Shohei Otani. Exactly. Oh God damn it. We'll talk about the Angels some other time because. Yeah. I feel like. Oh, by the way, Mike Trout is supposed to report to spring training today. That's probably the biggest news we have today. Mike Trout. Mike, um, Trout. Yeah. And Can by the way, about... shout out to uh, Reddit user you did it for the story who drew Mike <laughs> Trout every day of the lockout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we we didn't get to see drawing number one hundred because obviously the lockout ended on day ninety nine. But uh, yeah, apparently that user is going to be making like a coffee table book of all of the drawings. So I might have to purchase that when it comes out. So that'd be a nice nice little mem- memorabilia from the lockout to have. <laughs> yeah, yep. that, was, that was fun. It's good when people do fun stuff like that. But um, it is. Yeah, let's let's talk about some other stuff. So I mean. Um, some big ones here. Obviously, the Dodgers are in on Freddie Freeman, and so are the Braves. The Jays are rumored to be going after one of Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa, or Chris Bryant. All three of those guys, as, as, as of this moment, still remain unsigned. On Friday night, John Heyman reported that Freddie Freeman was hoping to make a decision in 24 hours, which has obviously now passed. Um, good job, John. <laughs> but, uh, yeah... I know, Patrick, we talked about this in our chat. Out of those three guys, Correa, Bryant, and Freeman, who's at the top of your list? Freddie Freeman. And then I'd say there's... Can I ask why, though? Miles why why Freddie Freeman? Because he's Canadian. That's the only reason? Well, fuck, we already have an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, but do we need another first baseman? <laughs> no, we don't. But then, would I take him? Absolutely, I would. Yeah, see, I don't know, man. Like, I obviously you sign Freddie Freeman, you 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 make room for him because it's Freddie fucking Freeman. But man, twenty twenty like, uh, NL MVP. Yeah, Freeman. you've just invested the last two years getting Vladdy better at first base to the point where you don't feel bad about him being there anymore. You actually feel pretty good about it in most cases, and. Now you're gonna bring in Freddie Freeman, oh, man. Like I don't know. Like I, they're not I, bringing it. I'm telling you, man, they're not bringing in Freddie Freeman. I love the Freddie more Freeman. The that I read about it, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. I love Freddie Freeman. I, I hope, I hope he goes. Okay I hope he stays in the, the national. I hope he stays in the National League. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees have been rumored to be fishing around there as well too. John Heyman also reported that we were 
possibly, possibly, maybe sniffing around the Trevor Story uh, side of things. Oh, I'm sure Ross Atkins has his nose in everything right now. Probably, but that name came up, and obviously uh, the big one, uh, or the one that seems closest to happening, unfortunately, (laughs) Jonathan VR allegedly turning down a 6.5 million one-year deal from the Jays with 1 million in incentives. The talks heated up. Hector Gomez reported that he turned it down and then he updated it by saying that a person very close to Jonathan VR, no idea who that very close person is, said that VR didn't reject the Blue Jays offer and that other teams like the Red Sox and Dodgers are showing interest in him. Jonathan VR obviously is a base dealing machine, uh, defensively competent is probably uh, an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. We don't want him. I don't understand why they would do that when you have a perfectly fine Caban Vigio and Santiago Espinal ready to prove fully healthy. Vigio's injury problems are behind him. We don't need it. I don't even think, I know we're going to argue in circles about this, but I don't even think we need to invest that much more into finding a third baseman. Like, whatever. I don't really want VR. How do you feel about him? I don't want VR at all. I mean, we already know we have Espinal and Vigio who can play multiple infield positions. So th- th- there's not really a need for VR. V- VR is basically Kevin Biggio, and we've already got Kevin Biggio. And our Kevin Biggio isn't 30 years old and didn't walk out on the team in 2020. So, um, yeah, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, Jonathan VR can kick rocks. I don't No, it, I don't it want him. So, like, I was more satisfied when I read that he had rejected it, and I was like, oh, thank God. Because where's he going to play? Yeah. I just, I don't understand. They got to give these younger guys a shot because here's what's going to happen. You'll end up trading them for nothing and then they'll end up being a fucking third baseman for the Yankees or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm re- re- referring to in this I, case? I get you. Exactly. It's not, I don't know. It's just very, it's very frustrating. I I want Espinal to have his shot. He deserves his shot. Yeah, no, I, I know you think that. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't agree. Like, I just don't see him as a starter. I'm fine with him playing a hundred games, whether it's as like a, not like not like a platoon, but like he's able to play anytime somebody else has an off day, on second, I'm short, or third. Cabin. Can Cabin play third? Yeah, he can. Is he is he good? He's not terrible. I mean, he was hurt last year. It's hard to say if he's that good or not. We don't. We just don't really know what Cabin's capable well, of doing because he hasn't been healthy since 2019. Really, so. Espinal's defense is elite. So yeah, he is, and that's why I'm saying he's basically able to play second, short and third anytime you want let's say the jays don't make another move which we know that's not going to happen probably but they're going to have to rotate people through that dh spot just like they did last year they won't they don't have a traditional dh on the team right now so anytime 
anytime that Bo or Cavan or whoever's playing third base that they bring in needs a day at DH, Espinal goes and plays in the field. Okay, let me. I I just want to understand what's. We know he's an elite defender, like elite. What's your problem with Santiago Espinal? What is he, it you don't he like? He doesn't hit enough power. Like he doesn't produce runs. He's a number nine hitter. And like you, you're a third baseman in baseball. Like a third baseman is supposed to hit like twenty five home runs, produce. I think drive other runs in, and Espinal's just not that guy. I, I, I don't like. I, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a great player. I just don't think he's a major league baseball starter at third base. He is like the utility infielder who can play hundred games a year. And do well. I just, I, I don't think he's a third base starter in baseball. Not for a major league team. What it okay? Here's a hypothetical. This it it doesn't conclude with Espinal playing third. He can play third. Espinal can play third. He can play shortstop. Is there a lot that would need to be done in order for him to be able to play at second and platoon with Cavan the whole year? No. That's very realistic. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. I'm fine with that because, like, and, and even so, like, Biggio is capable of playing the outfield as well, and he is a lefty bat, so That's a lot right. of times you're going to want to keep him in the lineup so you're not everyone right-handed because everyone is right-handed right now except for Cavan <laughs> and Reese McGuire, but Reese McGuire is the third catcher right now. Um, it's, That's going to be another problem for another day. Yeah. I mean, we've out. seen the Jays be right-handed heavy in the past and make the playoffs. <clears throat> um it's not a good it's idea. Not, it's not impossible, but it doesn't give you a lot of flexibility, which is why a guy like Kyle Schwarber, to segue into that, would be a good addition because Kyle Schwarber is a, a corner outfielder who can play first base, who could be more of a full-time DH than we have right now, and he's a left-handed power hitter. Now, if we whiff on Kyle Schwarber... Are you okay with bringing back the Dick Man? Yeah, hundred percent. Corey Dickerson would be fine. Um, again, he doesn't have a ton of power, but he's the two seventy lifetime hitter. Two eighty three lifetime. Sorry, even better than I thought. So, like, yeah, Corey Dickerson is an admirable fill in for uh, a lefty who will hit for average with a little bit less power. Schwarber's got a ton of power, obviously. Um, he'd be the guy. I, I think Schwarber and a third baseman. So like, if you can't get Chris Bryant, then I'm not sure who you go after at this point. It's a have lot of somebody... money, though. It is a lot of money, but the Jays have the money, Patrick. Rodgers is not poor. I know they're not poor, but it's like... You know who <sighs> spends money on, Patrick? World Series winning teams. This is the reason why the Tampa Bay Rays still haven't won a World Series. They might get there, but at the end of the day, they don't have the talent because they've refused to pay big money to get it. This is this is the baseball economy. I mean, Steve Cohen was asked today if he's willing to go over the new fourth tier of the luxury task, and he said, yeah, I'm fine with it because he wants to put a winning team on the field, and he's got the cash. He's the richest owner in sports, or in baseball yeah. anyway, um, by far in baseball. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like... Well, if Jeffrey Bezos buys a team. If you're, if you're willing <laughs> to... If you're willing to fork out the cash, those are the teams who end up winning for the most part. I'm not saying it's impossible for a small market team to win with a low budget, 
but it hasn't happened recently. Like the Dodgers have won the World Series for a reason. The Astros have spent money to bring in guys like Verlander, and they had Garrett Cole, and they brought in Zach Granke. Like they spent money to win those championships. They didn't just sit on their hands and wait for it to happen with Santiago Espinal at third base, because it's not going to happen with Santiago Espinal at third base. Where do the Braves land on their on payroll? They were, I think they were, they were up there. They had the, they have the fortune, and they did, they did it without Acuna last year too, which is another miracle. Um, but they're willing to spend the money. Like they went out and they spent money on, was it on Solaire? Did they have Solaire last year? I can't remember. I can't remember last year. It seems like such a long time ago with the lockout. I know it's because of all the crazy. But twenty twenty, the twenty twenty one. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna try that again. The twenty twenty one. Yep. Atlanta Braves were 11th yeah. in payroll. Uh, their total 2021 payroll was $153 million. Mm. Toronto Blue Jays were... Am I having like a mental lapse? They were immediately behind Atlanta. They were yeah, 12, they were 12. $150 million. Yeah, and the Jays uh, did win more games than the Braves did in the regular season we did. last year. So. No playoffs, though. So, no playoffs. But I get look, it. I get it. I, but like, I look at it, saying. right? Like Tampa Bay, yep. they're 26th. Yeah, they made it deep in the playoffs again, but they didn't win. Fucking 50 feet of crap. And then, yeah, you'll see. It's like the Tampa Bay Rays had less than half of the Blue Jays' payroll last year. And they won, what, four more games? They won 100 games. Five more games? They won like or, 10 more games, basically. But, whatever. But okay. but they're a good regular season team. And then we saw they, they didn't make it to the World Series. Like They weren't there. You know, it's look at all these teams at the bottom: Baltimore rebuilding, Cleveland tearing it down. Although maybe not anymore. Pittsburgh, terrible. Dump. Miami, dump. Uh, Miami, dump. Seattle Braves. did really well last year for their payroll. They finished nothing, one game yeah. behind the Blue Jays, the but like the Tigers, if I were the, A's, the owner the of the, the Royals, like they're terrible and they don't spend money. The fucking Royals are twenty first. The only small market teams that you dump. can argue that did well last year: Seattle, Seattle, Milwaukee. They didn't. They have a payroll just Oakland. below 100 million. Oakland, Oakland just, didn't do well though. Yeah, they almost made the playoffs. Almost, yeah, but almost. <laughs> yeah, I know horseshoes and hand grenades. They still yada, spent yada, yada, an yada. extra 20 million over Tampa to win like 15 less games. So. Yeah, I know, but like you go the other way, and like the Mets, <laughs> LOL, Mets didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Win percentage of 0.475 with the third highest payroll in baseball. Yeah. Phillies, $197 million. Dump. Red Sox, missed playoffs. Uh, Angels. The Red Sox dump, were in the wild card game, and they, yeah, but they beat the Yankees. The Red Sox made the playoffs last year. Did they? Yeah, they beat the Yankees in the them. wild card game. Remember, the Yankees were the participant? It was too long ago. <laughs> I can't remember. Padres were eighth in payroll. Win percentage of 488. So like a lot of these teams that are have bloated payrolls are mm. also poopy, like yeah. they had poopy seasons, yep. and some of them like the Phillies have had more than one poopy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Mets are just LOL Mets. The Mets are the Mets. They find the a way Mets to Mets, Mets every year. Yeah. And then the LA Angels, they work very hard all season long to find a way to ensure that Mike Trout doesn't get to play in the playoffs. <laughs> the Angels are <laughs> bad. Oh it's my god. Depressing. But anyway, I digress. I I get it like you got to spend money. You do. And if you look at the gap between the Jays and the Dodgers last year it was over it was 116 million. 
And the Jays were in 12th in baseball. The Dodgers outspent the Yankees by 61 million, to be fair. Yeah, but the Dodgers also didn't make the World Series. No, but they also won 65% of their games. That's true. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just like, how much money are you willing to spend for a third baseman, uh, an extra outfielder that you already kind of don't need, and what would we argue for? Another bullpen arm? Like, yeah. I, I want to spend I'm it on Chris Bryant. Do it. <laughs> if you can spend the money to get the mo- to do it, do it, I guess. It's just we yeah. have an embarrassment of riches Look, right now. If, if, if Chris Bryant is, wants to sign in Toronto or if Carlos Correa is willing to play third base, I'd, I want to sign it's one not. of those guys. We don't know that for certain. Have you talked to Carlos Correa recently? No. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe no i get it i get what you're saying i just it's, it's just a lot of money man and to then spend like, it on yeah but like to spend it on freddie freeman although we probably agree we're not getting freddie freeman it's just like why why spend 25 million on a, another first baseman when you could spend that on a third spend a little bit less on chris bryant probably uh for a third baseman or the same for carlos correa who is a really good player too. So I don't know. Like, man, I. We're going in circles. We're going just, in circles. Santiago Espinal is not a major league start, starting third baseman. Is my point <laughs> in the end okay. of the day. And I just like I and I and I keep saying I I love Santiago. I want him on the team. I want him to play lots. Like probably in at least half of our games, he's going to be a starter. But he's not the starter. He's the backup who plays every other position on the infield except for first base. I don't think. I don't think you're wrong feeling the way that you do. I don't think there's you're saying anything that's wrong. Yeah. There's one more thing I want to say, talk about before we conclude our show. Okay. It was a little thing that we talked about before we went live. Um, obviously, the Jays are still linked to pushing, try to get J-Ram out of Cleveland. Jose Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, who would you not trade? Jose Ramirez. So who is your who is your untouchable player who's obviously yeah. we're not going to fucking The only player I'm not trading is You're talking uh, about prospects specifically here or what? I assume it's going to be an embarrassment of prospects. Okay, I'm not trading Gabe Mourinho for anything. Like I would give up okay. my manhood before I would trade that's Gabe Mourinho. That's a non that's a non-starter. It's a non-starter for, for me. Anybody who says anyone who mentions Gabe Mourinho in a potential trade to Cleveland for, or anybody for that matter I, I don't have the time of day for that. It's not. So if they were like J Ram and Shane Bieber for Gabriel Mourinho, you'd be like, nah. If it was that, that's not going to happen. I mean, it has to be it's a not. fair, a fair hypothetical trade, Patrick. <laughs> if we tra- if we traded and got Shane Bieber, I'd be wondering why the fuck we just signed Yusei Kikuchi because yeah. somebody got to go. Yeah. Uh, um, unless we're riding a six man rotation filled with aces. Like what the fuck? Uh, yeah. No. So. What's your J Ram proposal then? Um, Jordan Groshans is probably in it, unfortunately. Oh, that makes me so upset. And maybe a Elvis Martinez, because Two we know we ha- we we have okay. a shortstop. Yeah, but I mean, we do have a glut. You're right. One of those guys is probably in there. Um, I. I think Man. I think Lourdes Gurriel Jr. or Kevin Biggio is in the trade. As much oh. as I don't want to trade either of those guys, and I have like I love Biggio. I have a jersey of his, and I love Gurriel. But like you've got to be 
Pena power. You've got to be giving up some major league talent the other way, and Randall Grichuk is not going to get that deal done. I'm sorry to anybody who thinks that. Um, I'm Here sorry. It is. I'm sorry that you think that. <laughs> Here it is. Here's my here's my package. What do you got? And it does include Randall Grichuk, but it also includes an embarrassment of. of okay, tell me. <clears throat> Jordan Groshans. Yep. Miguel Geraldo. Okay. Yep. Adam Klopfenstein. Randall Gritchick. Kevin Smith. For J. Ram. And what's her bullpen look like? Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> it's a lot is what it is right it's emmanuel clace and and the rumors okay. coming out the last couple of days have been that the new ownership in cleveland potentially doesn't want to trade jerem and wants to rather sign him so i don't know we'll see how it goes um how many prospects was that i just said four like four or five yeah four and then gritchick gritchick and um yeah I don't know, man. It's Emmanuel Place and J Ram, but like I don't know. It's it's so tough That's... for me to make a hypothetical trade for a top ten MLB player because the king is a king's ransom. They'd be gutting Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's already. Uh, they're not. I can't say they're already gutting. They didn't, they haven't really lost anybody this off season, which is another reason why ownership doesn't want to tear it down because they 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 weren't a bad team last year. They dealt with a lot of injuries to their rotation. So they've they've kind of feel like if if our team is healthy, we've got a chance at the expanded playoffs now, and they might not be wrong because the central isn't that good outside of the White Sox. I wonder what it would take to get Emmanuel Clase out of Cleveland. Probably know. a king's ransom. Probably a pretty pretty penny too. Um, one point five nine ERA last year. As a I know you said I know you said that was the one thing you wanted to talk about before. <laughs> we we quit. There's two quick things that I want to mention. Okay, that's fair. The first one is the vaccination rules. So Oh shit, yeah, I Yeah, this about is that. a big one. So Canada is not allowing anybody in on a sports team who is unvaccinated. <laughs> so a couple of teams in our division, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, Aaron Boone like expressed some concern about this today in his interview that like he said that he knows that there's still a couple of Yankees that are unvaccinated. Now rumors were that Aaron Judge was one of them last year who wasn't vaccinated so i mean if he can't come to canada great obviously he did last year but there were some special permissions that were granted to toronto the jays last year i don't know it was weird but canada's stance now is that if you are not vaccinated as a baseball player you can't come into the country so there would be some players who'd be placed on the restricted list when teams come to visit toronto um, for the red sox xander bogarts would be one of them i believe I saw yesterday on an article who's not vaccinated yet. The Red Sox have one of the lower vaccination rates in baseball. I don't even think they got to the 85% last year. But we know that everybody on the Blue Jays 100-man roster is vaccinated because the Jays would not be able to keep them on that roster if they weren't. Um, So, I mean, the Jays are probably the most vaccinated team in baseball because of that. They should have a 100% vax rate. So I mean, it, it is a kind of it's. You hate to say it, it, you hate to say it, but it is a competitive advantage <laughs> for now. 
Because yeah, if a team, if a team feels, has to leave an Aaron Judge or a Bogarts at home, that definitely boosts your chances of winning. It feels really strange to, you know, I don't want to win like that, but I'm also like, I also don't care. Like any, I don't know, any, any advantage we get is good. Yeah. And if you're dumb enough to not be vaccinated at this point, you deserve to not get paid for those games. So, um, yeah. The the last thing I want to mention is some feel good news. Uh, Denny Jansen got married this off season. Do you know who the pastor was at this ceremony, Patrick? Wait, what? Yeah, Denny Jansen got married this off season. Yes. Do you know who his pastor was at his ceremony? It was Rowdy Telez. What? What? Yeah, I really Telez is like a, a licensed like he can give he can marry people. <laughs> so That's I just saw that Hazel May awesome. tweeted that out uh, at the Hazel May fourteen minutes ago. Yeah, says, congrats to Danny Jansen who got married this off season and is pastor at the ceremony. None other none other than former teammate Rowdy Telez. So it's pretty amazing. cool. Yeah. So congrats uh, to Jano and Rowdy's the best. So it's worth guy. noting too with regards <laughs> to the vaccination thing. For, I'm just all I'm doing is just browsing Yankee subreddit. They're all kind of, they're obsessed about. Are they upset about the rule? Or are they upset about their guys not being vaccinated, though? Uh, that The latter, not the former. The they're fact that a, about, yeah. a player is willing to miss 10 Time. games against a division rival because they're not willing to get vaccinated is stupid. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to the Yankees subreddit for being right. Um it is stupid. <laughs> it, it is it is dumb that a player would be willing to miss time because they don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and I'm just checking. I'm just doing a little spot check on the Red Sox subreddit, and it's not hasn't really come up. Probably, I mean, they're pr- probably one of the least vaccinated teams. <laughs> Are they going to be able to field a full lineup? Yeah, they will be. They'll be they'll be okay there, but somebody's got to get vaxxed. I mean, we don't even know who it is on the Yankees who isn't vaccinated. There's no nobody knows what Judge's official vaccination status is. Obviously, we'll know the first time the Yankees come to town because if he's not in the lineup, that means he's not vaccinated. Um, but you know what, uh, folks, go get vaccinated. It's really not that hard. Um, yep. It's a little pinprick. Sure is. Uh, it's over in a few seconds. This is for me from a guy who has a, a irrational fear of needles. So, um. yeah, same, same. <laughs> Are we done? We're done. I think that, we, hit every, we hit everything. We hit all of the stuff we wanted everything. to talk about. And obviously, if anything big happens, we'll come back with another show. We're kind of just flying by the seats of our pants right now with no really schedule. So we just kind of record when we feel like it. Um, Guarantee there will be a signing in the next 24 hours and we'll have to come right back to the hub. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. Thanks again for listening, guys. Find us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast, BFMDPodcast.com. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Podbean. Yeah, that's a shout that's out what to I Podbean. Out. Shout out to Podbean. Uh, Radio Public is another one too. Uh, um, yep. There's a whole Tune bunch in, of them Stitcher. out there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, again, send us any questions. If you think that I'm wrong about Santiago Espinal and that Patrick has been right the whole time, let us know. We're always down to have an ego pump either way. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, always down for that. But if you have got any questions or topics that you want us to talk about, or if you've got a hypothetical trade proposal for JRAM or anybody else out there, let us know too. We're happy to discuss some things on the show. Leave us a review or leave us a star rating on any of the platforms, especially Spotify and, uh, and iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Those help us get seen by more people. If you feel up to it, retweet the shows. Tell your friends about us. Tell your mom about us. Put it on repeat for your dog while you're at work. Um, I'm sure that would be a cool way to get listens up. But uh, again, yeah. thanks again. We'll be back soon. For Patrick in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. We'll see you next time. <laughs>